just about over. Do you understand Spitting me? my face. backwards well no so it probably still won't work that way with no never mind hey everybody good wrestling day i'm the professor welcome back as always it's wednesday it's 12 o'clock or a little after or whenever you decide to press play right now but especially if you're listening on itunes spotify Bobby, amazon music pandora youtube facebook twitter and instagram subscribe like share i got that out of my mouth no problem that's good unlike christian as you heard in the very beginning of our <laughs> opening sounds forget the company you're working for well, at least for him, he's actually worked for that old company. But anyway, I'm ready for this week. We got a lot on deck, as always. We got Monday Night Wars. We got the Bring It to the Table. We got this day in history. And, of course, we got the co-host of the Top of Wrestling Podcast, the Doc, ODM, Joe, Wheezy Joe, Rizzo. Oh, hey. <laughs> Oh, wow. That'll make you wheezy, Joe. Oh, definitely. That was a, a weird thing to give as yeah. an opening. How do I describe that to everybody? <laughs> Behind I don't understand scenes. what you want me to do. Chicken fries. Oh, chicken fries. <laughs> hey. Is that is that where the wheezy Joe comes from? Uh, no, probably not. No, it'd be a lot cooler. for we, It just makes wheezier Joe. Wheezier Joe. That's why I went with. <laughs> it'd be a lot cooler yeah. if you did. That's why I went with the gummies today. Uh, well, and I know that you and I both had to cram in the Monday Night Wars this past weekend. We both had a very busy weekend. And, you know, look, at not a whole lot of news that we really have to get into. But, man, I'm so glad that I, I never thought I'd get to reuse the sound. But as far as we know, from here we are with recording right now, hit it. Mercedes Monnet was on the top rope with Willow Nightingale and just fell off. Yeah. I get it now. Okay. Oh, yeah. You got the sound. Okay. Uh, what did we pal. use that for? What did we even use that for? Shane. Actually? Huh? Shane. Shane McMahon. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Ah! <laughs> I didn't think I'd get to use it again. That's exciting. Now, if you did not get to see this, go out of your way to watch the last couple of minutes of this match with Mercedes versus Nightingale. Um, because, look it, they're having an okay match back and forth, but we have to, I don't know. I wouldn't call this a botch. Now, Sasha slash Mercedes is pretty decently known for throwing a botch or two in each one of her matches. Or looking like you're about to die. So, it looked like 
that she was on the top rope with Willow on the second rope facing her. Like you would do a power bomb, but she was looking for the code red or whatever it is. And she just slipped off the top rope. And instead of crotching or whatever, she just went to the outside. And when she did, she landed on her foot the wrong way. And from what we've seen, broken her right ankle. She tried. Now look at, at first, I was like, oh, man, I wonder how they're going to do this. Because I had only, I had already read that she had this. I didn't watch the pay-per-view. So I went back to see this. I already knew hadn't in. So I watched that fall a couple of times. Look, at, I give her a lot of shit as uh, botching everything that she does. The strength, the will... Bro, I'm talking after she fell down from the top rope to the outside floor and rolling back in the ring. Eight seconds tops with a broken fucking ankle. Me, I'm laying there punching the ground (laughs) easily. I stubbed my toe. I'm doing the exact same process. So... She gets right back in. My issue is a couple of things with the end of this match. Wasn't red shoes. Now, if you don't know, this was New Japan Resurgence, and it was the finals for the New Japan Strong Strong. Women's Championship. Yep. And there were two semifinals matches earlier in the night, and both Mercedes and Willow got to the finals. The issue is is that when Mercedes went back in the ring, she started doing, she tried, she she probably said, hey, go home, which I would assume, but go home could be like four minutes worth of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like depending. Mm -hmm. And she tried doing the bank statement. I don't know what she calls it, all right? But the bank statement where she tried to do the backbreaker from behind with one fucking leg with a girl who's three times her fucking size throwing her over and then flipping to do that. I was like, all right, fine. If you have to, all right, that that's all right. Now they're saying that this was a change on the fly that Mercedes was supposed, was supposed to win the championship. She was, yeah. And she was supposed to kick out, but she couldn't. So I don't think that that's the issue. Okay. I watched it like three times. Screenshotted, by the way, just in case it's a logo. Um, she didn't move at all. She had her back laying against the... It was the most flattest I've ever seen shoulders to the mat. Willow Nightingale did her uh, pump handle power or uh, power bomb. One, two, and the ref stopped on his own. Right. And was staring at her, right? She had already said to him, her going home, he should have fucking recognized. This to me, I gotta be honest, man, this had Jericho Pack or Jericho Neville written all over it. If you remember that, when Neville broke his ankle doing the the slide, and the ref kept the match going when they could when they were trying to go home, and he goes, He's hurt, you fucking idiot. Yeah. This is this was on the ref because now you are possibly further injuring Mercedes a touch more. Maybe not so much on her ankle, okay? I'm not going to get too goddamn dramatic here. But 
Willow had to stand up. The crowd has called it. They know it's bullshit, and it's now a bullshit end. She pulls down the straps like she's Kurt Angle. Obviously, not all, you know, there's other shirt there. Anyway, and does the same exact move and wins with the right. most lackluster fucking powerbomb ever. The ref should have been well more in the know. Or... Language barrier? Mercedes and Willow need to learn the words, we're done, or go home, or three. Whatever three is in Japanese, fucking learn it. Because it it was half on the ref then maybe, and then half on them if they don't know how to... And I'm not being sarcastic. They don't know how to speak the language the right way. Whatever, Maybe you should learn those fucking terms, because these guys are... I've never seen this ever happen in New Japan this bad, ever. Yeah. No, you, you are right. Now that you said that, I do remember seeing that, that it was... Uh, she was supposed to kick out. She didn't, and then they had to do the spot again. Um, it's funny because this morning I woke up and I'm just scrolling through social media and I see Willow Nightingale defeats Mercedes Monet. I'm like, why the fuck did that happen? <laughs> I'm <laughs> actually happier. I like it. <laughs> no, that's I kind of like Willow. No, that's fine. But to me, it was like, how much did fucking Tony pay an Adderall to fucking make this happen? And then later I saw the article. Oh, she broke her ankle. That's why. Okay. <laughs> but a change on the fly. I mean, shit, we've seen a lot of matches where people get hurt, sure. break a leg, and then they still try to win the championship or whatever. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's, look what happened with, uh, it, I, yeah, fuck it. I Someone guess we're not AEW seeing her in uh, AEW anytime soon. Good. <laughs> Good. Botch, Botches, Monet. Botches, Marnet. Monet. Marnet? Something like that. Anyway. Cute Marnet. All right, let's talk about a quick sad thing. Um, as we heard earlier last week, superstar Billy Graham passed away. Age of 79. 79, yep. Yeah. He, uh, you know, I don't think, I mean, you're probably the same, but with me, he's not somebody that we probably saw a lot of. But, I mean, I mean, he was pretty much the next. He was very weird because he kind of took the gorgeous George gimmick and took it to the next level. Um, yep. And then, you know, I mean, he kind of looked like Hogan back in the day. You know what I mean? I, I don't really think there's any coincidence there. I think it's just, you know, the style at the time. But, yeah, died of sepsis and uh, multiple organ failure. Uh, sounds like he had a lot of issues with all the steroids he did back in the day. Uh, had a few hip replacements. Uh, yeah, it just was all fucked up. And he, he had gone to the hospital a few days before that, I think. So it was a pretty uh, rapid decline. But, yeah, definitely one of the, uh, I'd say, more underrated, less talked about legends in wrestling history. To me, the original Hulkamania, you want to say everybody was behind someone with, like, that gimmick but also could win in the matches. Maybe not Hogan, maybe, like, a little more savage-ish. Savage-ish, yeah. Um, yeah. But still, you know, it, but you're right. Definitely a little more untalked about. I wouldn't say unrated, uh, underrated because I think he's up there. People talk about him, but sure. I don't think nearly enough. Yeah, I don't hear a lot. Maybe about we it. should dive into him as a top topic. <clears throat> there you go. I like it. Tribute. All right. Um, <laughs> AEW's Wait Forever video game has finally <laughs> made its way out. And at the end of June, we're finally going to see it. It's going to be on PS4, PS5, Xbox, all that crap. Everything I don't have. It's, uh, and as everybody remembers, it's the No Mercy style wrestling arcade game. That's what it is. It's more of an arcade wrestling game. That, it, But, um, so don't expect to go too deep into like a career mode. Like this is 2K. 
That's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to have career mode and some other functionality. Uh, I'm interested. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with the 2K games. Uh, the last uh, WWE one was crazy. The next one should be crazy. Uh, but this is something a little bit different. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I, like I said, I've been interested in it. I don't. I'm not that interested in it now, but I'm still going to get it. Uh, PS5, <laughs> check it out. And... It's it's really funny. You said not that interested. Yeah, because the the excitement for it went down. Yep. A year ago when they announced it or more. Um, so let me get this straight. You will have it on PS5. Do you have the newest WWE on PS5? No. No. All right. Get both. We'll hang out. All right, man. What other kind of news we got going on? <laughs> All right. Well, let's bounce around here a little bit since we've done that. I think we only got a couple things left. Uh, weekly Cornet reference. Um, oh, no, no. Hold that last. Hold that last. Oh, you want to hold that last? Okay. All right. Well, then let's talk about the recent punk drama. Uh, we're going to keep this short, sweet, and to the point because I think we'll, we'll, we'll get in depth a little later. Um, so last we heard, Collision, new show. Punk's going to headline it. Keeps him away from the elite. It's going to be crazy. Next thing you know, apparently CM Punk's fallen out again because there was talk about A-Steel coming back to AEW, and AEW's like, nah. And apparently that's a big thing Motherfucker now. Motherfucker bit someone. High school fucking <laughs> drama all over the fucking internet between punk oh and God, fucking right. so-called wrestling journalists and actual wrestling journalists and Alvarez Alvarez and Bixen Span. And by the way, Bixen Span fucking about Brian Lass on Cornette's podcast fucking hates that dude. Went on a rant about him uh, on the last experience or the last drive through. It was the last drive through. And, dude, he just went off on this dude. It's fucking hilarious. He just went to town on this guy. Uh, but so yeah. with that, plus the fact that AEW, their logo, extremely is, like, is a, a dead-on copycat of Nitro. However, from what I'm seeing now, that's the intention, is they're trying yeah. to do a nod to Nitro. And I was like, well, you've been doing that yeah, for yeah. three years. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Hey, by the way, the poster... Uh, that they showed with with the people that'll be on the roster. I don't again. I don't want to get too deep into it. Though. I I think that's almost the exact roster you crafted when you were saying which people should go on Collision. So well done, or at least the two. Uh, at least I remembered a couple. Maybe I don't know. It seems pretty. I'm gonna have to go close. back and pull up that roster yeah. when we're on break. Um, I do have to say that uh, I have to throw this out. So Butabi had a post up. It was the picture of the new Collision logo. And I wrote, man, I am getting some WCW vibes on this. And people were like, well, or, or some, someone wrote, well, duh, that's the uh, that's the reason they're doing it. And I go, yeah, no, I'm just, uh, I, I'm tired of seeing them. Oh, what's the wording I use? I said, not copycat, but mimic so many things of WCW. And he goes, dude, like how? And I go, Nope, not doing it. Nope, 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 nope. I'm not getting sucked into that. I'm like, I just, I, I, I'm not, we're fine. It wasn't Butabi that argued that. It was some random right, fucking right. dickhead. Mark. Uh, but come on, man. Like, I, I don't have to list the reasons, but just <clears throat> come attention. on. There's a lot already. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, your weird storylines that go nowhere, your too many championships, constant your heel turns. very long promos, heel turns. This is, it's basically watching Nitro. Is there a turn this week? Yup. I mean, it's it happens almost every week. Yeah. And so does with AEW. Now, two quick things. 
One, to that being said, this is exactly what our top topic is. We're going to bust into all this in a, in a little bit here. We're going to break down the CM Punk drama and all that other crap here with AEW and Collision. Uh, but besides that, what other news do we got going here? Now, this is, this is to me, the greatest goddamn uh, 30, yeah, 28, 29 minutes, 30 minutes <laughs> of my yeah. life. And I believe it was on Friday. I was cracking up by like minute two. I love ODM they... sends me a very <laughs> great link that was, uh-oh, weekly cornet reference, a weekly cornet show. And it was about Hogan's lies in history. And I was like, uh, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I go 30 minutes. You better fucking have me, ODM. And I mean that because, like, I make it worth what I'm sending to you. I try to. You know what I mean? Like the car crashing into the light post? Now, that was amazing. <laughs> but then I also sent you the South Park redo of yeah. the media scrum, which yeah. was fantastic. The only thing it didn't have was uh, Omega running out with the dog. It's right. the only thing I needed, and it would have made that whole video complete. But... Listened to every second of this. Take it away. I love when they just start rolling him and Brian's laugh is a uh, great. Brian Last's laugh is hilarious when he starts giggling and it was great. I can't even and remember. It's, look at I, I I mock you all the time. Not you know whenever like Wheezy, Wheezy Joe. Joe huh? yeah. Look at we both wheeze and both of these guys needed puffers during the middle of the show because they were both <laughs> dying from this shit. Please, do you have some of these written down? I didn't write any. There's one I remember. He said that Kirk Hammett wanted uh, came, Kirk Hammett and Lars Ulrich came to him and wanted him to play bass in Metallica. Hulk Hogan. And so him. did the Stones. And the Stones, yep. Uh, he said that he played baseball f- for the Cincinnati Reds, which is Macho Man. <laughs> Not <Yep>. him. <laughs> Wait, I got one. This was a good one. He dedicated a match to a kid who had cancer. He did, he did a make-a-wish <laughs> and said he dedicated his 1992 Wembley Stadium main event match. Okay. You're using a make-a-wish thing. First of all, everyone knows the 92 Wembley Stadium main event match was Bret Hart and Bulldog, but besides that, Hogan wasn't even on the fucking card! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So then people, they started turning this into Chuck Norris jokes in the comments section. People writing, (laughs) Hogan built the hospital that he was born in. Like, oh my God, dude, this was so good. I need more of it. I can't believe how many lies that he's done. Oh oh my God. Like certain acting jobs, wrestling jobs. Um, Oh, he was on a flight to Europe with Kerry Von Erich three days before he died. Yep. Which is now, Hogan may have been on the way to Europe at that time, <laughs> but Von Erich had already been released before he committed suicide. Yep. Uh, Hogan was if he was keep- on a plane, he may have been a passenger, but likely <laughs> him and his one and a half feet were not, or one and a half legs were not necessarily on that airplane. No. The lies were phenomenal. Oh, God. You guys do have to go out of your way to find this. What else? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. There's he was going to kill himself, and then Leila Ali reached out to him and told him not to. 
<laughs> oh my! And it was a sign, a sign to him that he needs to keep living. Layla Ali, the daughter of Muhammad Ali. Get uh, oh him and Mike Tyson were gonna have a match. Uh, Nitro. But Tyson was scared. <laughs> We're not making this up. <laughs> and by the way, they weren't making this shit up. This oh, is no. actual things that These Hogan has claimed that... in interviews mm-hmm. yep. throughout the years. And they had every one of the, they were like, and he had this one with this interviewer and blah, 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 and said this. Oh my Hogan, God. Hogan was the first one to ever body slam him, which we all know is a blatant lie. Hogan broke his back. Andre, and, yep. Or Andre, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, he broke his back in eight different places when he body slammed Andre. <laughs> he just no, 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 eighteen. Because oh, Cornette's like, do you even have eighteen spots in your fucking body? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, oh my god, what was the one? Hang on a second ago, you mentioned uh shit. It was amazing too. Oh, he created UFC basically. Oh yeah. Um and he and he could have had a chance to Oh, oh, that was it. Hang on. He had a he had a MMA style match with someone in like 1986 or something like that. And MMA and UFC didn't become a thing until 1996. Right. Or whatever it was. Something oh like my that, yeah. god. Bro, I couldn't stop laughing. Please, if you're going to send things like that to me, let me know. I need my inhaler near me, dude. Come on, that was that was a little crazy. That's good shit, though. All right, so that was uh, that was our news for the week, and I don't think we have anything that we have to uh, fact check with Buster. Eh, incorrect. No, you're not getting out of it that easy. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, so Buster, uh, you know, apparently wants to keep his job because uh, mm. he's 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 working. He's working overtime. Reached out to me. Give me a couple. Uh, give me a couple fact checks here. One. The other guy from Bill and Ted, Alex Winter. Not that's him. It is. It is Alex, <laughs> it Winter. Is Alex Winter. Thank who you. Was also one of the Lost Boys in Kiefer's Pack. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not much of a fact check, really. I mean, we could have looked it up while we were recording. It just wasn't that important because it's Alex. No, no, Winter. no. He was just as good as <laughs> other guy in Black Man. Exactly. But I got you. But I got but you. You know but, what? It's good to know. Maybe that will stick with me from now on uh, that it is yeah. Alex Winter because Buster threw it out there. And he's doing his job. The other is who sang the hit song, I Ain't Too Proud to Beg? Well, I mean, the original really is. The Temptations. Um. The Temptations, but right. the one I was doing was, uh, <clears throat> what did I say? It was, oh, wait, did I say Salt and Pepper? You said Salt and Pepper. It's TLC. Yeah, it's TLC, goddammit. All right. Well, hey, Buster, I was just off by my many, many amazing R&B rap groups that I love. I mean, he ain't too, He ain't too proud to be wrong. Oh, man, let's see. What other things can I bring up? <laughs> it's all because of you. Of you. Oh. Pass. Now I just want to just, oh, man. Doesn't it just make you want to just put candles on? <laughs> and- <laughs> you ever see Kings of Comedy, Cedric the Entertainer, just talking about like one of the soul singers? He's like, he'll talk to you like, turn off the lights, light a candle. And he goes, and I'll yell at you. I said, turn them off. <laughs> <laughs> I always do like though the the speaking breakdown. Yeah. Girl. Barry White. 
You know I want to be with you. But I just can't do it. Girl, I wanted to do was just hang around you, but you just kept calling the cops. So I hung in the tree. <laughs> talking about Sonya Deville stalker? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, why you got to be a lesbian? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm off. All right, here we go. This past week, not a whole lot. I mean, look at Dynamite. It was the go-home show for... Uh, Double or nothing. Did you know Double or Nothing is this weekend? That's how excited uh, I am for this weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'll be at an Amherst game. So, well, we also ha- that's a Sunday night game. The Amherst right? is Saturday. Oh, Double or Nothing is a Sunday night. Oh, great. And Saturday is afternoon of champions. <laughs> Starts at twelve o'clock. You can't call it night of champions to me. All right, never mind. I guess it doesn't matter. Anyway, oh, that's so. right. Yeah, the the Jetta show. Yeah. Yep. Where Seth Rollins is going to win the title. The Jedediah show. Um, Dynamite. Let's just. I I I, I don't know. Do we have to? I have to a little <laughs> bit. BCC, Blackpool Combat Club, in the Elite. I'm not going to put this in my. I kept saying blood and guts and then last week on the fly said unless they do anarchy in in the arena i'm not taking a credit on that and putting it in my prediction column i just said it was probably going to happen but because it was pretty much almost that predictable where they were going and it's the uh anniversary of last year's shit show man i kind i i hope we're both available because it would be great to be sending that uh rick james gift back and forth to each other again this year and I hope everyone's wearing a hat just like me. Oh, my God. That's By right. the way, do you remember what AEW announced? That they were going to have the kickoff, the kickoff of the Owen Hart Cup fight. Nope. Not one fucking match is even set for that. And it's, we're, t- today's Wednesday. Not one match is even set for it. There's nine matches set and none of them are for the Owen Hart thing. Way to follow up on your shit. The funny thing is, is that how I had said to you, I go, how funny is this? That's right. We're going to have a show, and it's called Collision. Because last week we heard about the the announcement of it in the middle of the day from uh, Warner Brothers, right? And Tony Khan goes, and next week I'm going to unveil where that show will be. And I was like, why the fuck are you taking a whole week to figure out this uh, that you want to say Chicago? We didn't know at that point until the next morning. I was like, oh, that's why you held off. <laughs> And there's talk of Daly's place as the backup. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll find out tonight where it's going to be. If it's, oh my, I don't even know. I just, look, we're going to get into it later. We'll, yep. we'll, we'll, we'll really roll that road. But first, I did say it earlier, you know, Christian, your days are numbered as the TNA champ. TNT, TNT. TNT. Shows on TNT. 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 However, so we're supposed to be building up Luchasaurus as this major monster and a threat to be reckoned with. And now Wardlow is taking on Luchasaurus' manager, Christian, in a ladder match. What did you mention to me about Wardlow? How he was dressed? Oh my God. (laughs) 
uh, a lesbian at a Mother's Day brunch. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Oh. Which the is short, funny because I played short, a gig last week. It was, it was like, a Mother's Day brunch. <laughs> and they were like, he was there. He was wearing capris and like, you know, slip on shoes. It's just. <clears throat> and. And Crocs and dude, you, what you are could, those? Like, dude, you, you, your golf shirt could be tighter, bro. It doesn't need to hang off like that. Oh, <laughs> it's not, man. Now, let's get into the Falls Count Anywhere match: Chris Jericho versus uh, Roderick Strong. Now, before you say your piece on this, because I know you do, mm. you have a piece or two. Um. The funny thing about this whole thing was that once it was named a Falls Count Anywhere match and Adam Cole's barred from the building, I was like, duh. Like, come on. Like, do we really have to be... Just come on. It's just, don't play this... I'm almost speechless because it's that dumb and almost written out on the walls. It's WWE at its worst. Jericho's booking. It is Jericho. But the match... Went through all sorts of the arena. And Jericho had, I don't even know, mayonnaise, whipped cream, whatever the fuck was on his head. Cake, I, it was ice I cream. don't know. That's a callback. They've done that to him a couple times. It's the only thing that I, like, actually appreciated. I actually, you know what? I'm interrupting. Go ahead. I'll, I'll get it. I'll try. No, no, no. Hey, wow, dude. I'm pretty sure you're allowed to because I've <laughs> done it maybe once in our show. <laughs> the camera caught easily one of the worst shots, but one of the funniest shots. Yep. Um, look it. If you are a fan and you are watching on TV, they make it look like it is a absolute sold out show at all times. And if four people get up to go take the longest shit of their lives, but you got a big segment coming up, they have what is called the seat filler. And these people sit at a specific spot in the crowd and someone will come over and go, we need you right now to go to section blah, 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 now. And they do it during the commercial break. I've been one before uh, through the old radio station. And the camera guy literally pans on the spot that says seat filler area. Can <laughs> 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 I turn that sign around, me? you know? Uh, I mean, you remembered to put the ladder over Punk's face, but everybody was like, sign's good. It's cool. We're, we're, we're cool with our fans. We're edgy. We're letting them know that we have seat fillers. Everybody does it. Oh. And then they end up outside where Adam Cole can give a super kick, and it's done right in the dirt on the tree right outside. One of the funniest things I did see on a forum was a kid who did a selfie with it. This uh, an Indian kid who did a selfie and goes, this is where Jericho got pinned. And he did a selfie laying in the dirt with it. And I was like, oh, that takes Markism to a new high. <sighs> Horrible match. What were your favorite parts? <laughs> uh, before I watched it. So, yeah, that, that spot with Jericho and the ice cream, they've done that a couple times. And, I, you know, and I like a callback, but unfortunately when it's a callback in, in the middle of a shit sandwich, it doesn't really stand out yeah. as much. This was a waste of Roddy. But, I mean, they've wasted everybody else that's come in, so, I mean, I guess it's not unexpected. Roderick Strong is a fucking solid going. worker. They could have kept that match in the ring and had a solid match for 15 minutes, and that you could have called it a night. But now you had to get cute That's why they didn't. 
Because Jericho can't keep at Roddy's uh, level. Yeah. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah. Gets a little fucking, uh, gets a little wheezy Jericho. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking embarrassing. It was stupid. It was what you'd expect. Garbage. Well, one thing that's not garbage is I was kind of shocked to see that the bloodline is still keeping it semi-fresh. Roman doesn't really trust the Usos on SmackDown. Uh, but he even kind of gave a little shoulder bump to Solo while leaving the ring. And Solo did one of those looking at his shoulders like, did this motherfucker just touch my shoulder? I know I said it last week or a couple weeks ago, it'd be great to pull the trigger on him winning the championship. But if not, I mean, just say it out loud. Guys, he's not going to defend. We actually want him to to beat Bruno San Martino's original record. He's going to hold the next four years. (sighs) You got to make someone out of this, man. And because you can't, you said, here's a consolation prize. And that's where it's going to be Seth or AJ. God damn, I would love it would be AJ. But do you know what tells you it's not going to be AJ? You ready for this? If AJ wins, he is the champion of which show? He'll be the champion of Raw, which means that the OC is going to have to come with him. And they're not going to move those other three people over to SmackDown or to Raw. Besides that. This past week in a promo, another eerie promo from Karrion Cross, out of his deck of cards, he pulls AJ Styles. Thank you for telling me that Seth Rollins is going to be winning on Saturday, and AJ's next feud is staying right on SmackDown with Karrion Cross. Set up the program after the title match. <laughs> How did you, like, for real? You know what else bothers me is Rhea Ripley is on Raw. Is what? She's been on Raw. She was on Raw last week. And she is the champion of SmackDown. She got drafted to Raw. Wait, no, she, she was on Raw. Smackdown. She was on. No, yeah, Wait. she got drafted to SmackDown. Oh, then I'm fucking Judgment confused. Day stayed. Who, that who is the fuck exactly knows? the point. Who the fuck knows, dude? And they had tag team champions. But Liv Morgan is now injured, and uh, those championships have been now probably yep. vacated. They have been vacated. They're going to do a tournament. Yeah, so obviously Carrying Cross is going to interfere in the title match. Cost AJ yep. the match. I actually didn't even see that, to be honest with yeah. you. No, I got to be honest. I thought Seth would win clean, and then he would just go with the feud. I'll give you that credit. I didn't think of that. That'd be great. Not great. I don't Not like great. it. Anyway. <laughs> um, and on Rampage, Ty of Valkyrie did the glam slam to Jay Cargill and says, who's that bitch? I'll see you at double or nothing. So look at Jade has 500 days as champion. It's absolutely time. It's gotta be time. Just please pull the trigger. Problem is you killed Jade by having her be this champion and just taking on nothing but, chump competitors mm-hmm. if she had stayed this competitive or this uh strong the whole time and those wins were real good and she lost to a decent competitor she would have been next in line for women's championship and i would have rather that this has been shit so maybe ty of valkyrie will give something decent to it yeah we'll see yeah you're kind of painted into a corner because Cargill's gonna have to like start taking some losses here now you know at least here and there that bitch going to be losing. Okay. Hey, man. Let's talk about uh, double or nothing because I'm equally as excited as no one. 
The Firm. I gotta be honest, I don't even know who the fuck's in The Firm. Uh, you, you got Ethan Page and... It's Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty and... Oh, and Big Bill. Those three are taking on the Hardy Party, which is the Hardy Boys and Isaiah Cassidy. But if they win, Matt Hardy is in control of Ethan Page's contract. Great. This is some TNA bullshit to you. This is it. This is <clears throat> not good. I don't like it. Welcome back, Jeff. Um, hmm. Orange Cassidy. Oh God. It's funny because I texted you and you said I'll watch later, and I said can't wait till you tell me what you think about the new matches that they have announced for Double or Nothing. This was one of them. I don't know. International title blackjack battle royal. 21 competitors versus Orange Cassidy. Bro, did you the no, see you have to do this justice. Uh, okay, first of all, to premise this, this idiot that we're going to talk about today, some I, I don't know some some TV station or something was like describe Orange Cassidy or how you feel about Orange Cassidy and Dustin Rhodes retweeted it and he goes one of the best storytellers in the business. Something like that. I'm like, are you fucking on crack, son? <clears throat> so, if the story is a haiku <laughs> that doesn't rhyme, <laughs> haikus don't need to. So, I yeah, I know. Seven three seven three seven three something like that. I don't know. The segment was haiku is almost haiku. <laughs> All right, just haiku is a lot cooler. This idiot, after he had done a tag team match again. With Darby Allen. It's backstage. You know, he's all winded and stuff. He's got the stupid Jansport bag with the fucking title in it. It shows you how much of a tool he is. <clears throat> he does a promo with Renee Paquette. Oh, who's up next? Uh, I don't know. Uh, if you want to shout out my title, go talk to Tony Khan. They come back later. So far, 20 people have gone into Tony Khan's office. Tony, huh? Well, okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll defend it against all of them. 21, that's a Vegas thing, right? I'll be in the match, too. It's 21. It's a Blackjack Battle Royal for the title. Like, literally, that was the fucking promo! I'm not making it up. Lie. I'm not you exaggerating. You did that very well. You did that very well. Ugh. Ugh. I'll be losing. Ugh. Well, you want to impress me? If you want to do it right, the way it looks right now, Wardlow and the TNT Championship are staying on Dynamite. You let Miro come in as the as whatever part of the member of this fucking thing, let him win the championship, and Orange is already going to be there anyway, but have him go to collision. Have Miro win this thing. If you have Orange beat 20 other guys, I have to keep using the words, I'm done, I'm done, but like, yo, I, I'm going to keep fast-forwarding more and more and more. I'm going to have nothing to bring to the table anymore for AEW. Miro's TNT title run was a sham and a bust. Put the title on the him. Again. International champion yeah. for Miro. It writes itself. Sure does, Skip. And we already mentioned uh, Taya Valkyrie versus Jade Cargill. Uh, it is official that we have an unsanctioned match, so it won't matter. It doesn't count, right? Yep. Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. It's just another lazy match so Jericho can not look like shit so Adam can work him in street fight rules. Yep. We mentioned the ladder match between Wardlow and Christian. Absolutely no way in hell Christian wins this thing. 
No. Even if Luchasaurus had, well, wait, hang on, hang on. I hate to use the words absolutely no way in hell because this championship has been a hot potato over the last several months. Yeah. From Joe to Darby to Wardlow, back to Joe, back to Wardlow. Hobbs had it for a minute. Never mind, Christian's going to win this championship. <laughs> Women's title, Jamie Hayter versus Tony versus Tony Storm. I gotta think they may go with Tony Storm on this. With the heels. Uh yeah. I'll uh I'll, I'll I know you I'll, don't I'll, care. I'll not No, no, I care a lot. Uh we care a lot. Oh, sorry. Um <clears throat> I mean, hopefully you bleep this out. If not, I'll just fucking say it, and I'm proud to say it. Uh, I It's the battle of the asses. I can't wait. Well, what the fuck was being bleeped? <laughs> may save that as a personal comment of all time. Um, <laughs> maybe a new show opener. Yes, and Ladies Tony and should... the top yeah. of wrestling podcast. <laughs> the... It's the battle of the asses. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Holy shit. That just writ- wrote itself. <laughs> Tony it's a shame it can't be the name of the episode. It'll get blurred <laughs> out on Spotify, yeah, you right. dicks. Probably a bunch of woke motherfuckers. Uh, Tony Storm should win. Her first title run was cut short. I mean, just because they wanted to make Hater look good, I think it, it should be on uh, Tony Storm. Tony actually showed up at uh, Resurgence as well. I saw that, yeah. That's what also makes me think she may win. Uh, the tag titles are on the line, and dear lord, if you drop FTR's championship from them this quick, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. Yep. They're taking on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Now, okay, I'm going to give this, I, I think you agree, the, it's a retain, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Okay, so, I know that you are the world's biggest double J mark. And I got to be honest, I'm not too far off when it comes to Jay Lethal. I love his work. I, I think he was shorted in many ways. As soon as Hogan and Bischoff and everybody came in, he was screwed out of his spot in TNA. Yeah. When he was on the fast track of becoming a champion. Right. And Ring of Honor said, oh, no, no, we'll make you a champion. We see you as an actual champion. And he was a record-breaking champion there. So I'm a huge fan of his. I actually think this match has the potential to steal the show. Sure. From a, from a wrestling match perspective. Yes. Well, but if you look at everything else, I mean, you want to call show stealers. Your marks are going to maybe call the ladder match or the four pillars match a show stealer. Mm. Maybe. Maybe the four pillars match will do that. But my money says the tag team match. These are four pros. I'm actually looking forward to watching the tag title match. Knowing an outcome, I'm still looking to to seeing this match. No, 100%. I can't wait. I think you're 100% right. That's going to be the best match of the card. Yep. The shit show match will be the anarchy in the arena. Don't care. You know, last year, this is where we saw Eddie Kingston come down like a zombie with uh, the gasoline and all that shit. Oh, yeah. So now we have the elite, which is Adam Cole. Or I'm sorry, no, no, Adam Page, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega versus the BCC, which is Danielson, Yuda, Moxley, and Claudio. What are your thoughts? Um, I think Bobby Fish summed it up perfectly. A uh, picture was posted of the elite back together again. Adam uh, Page with his eye patch on. 
Bobby Fish comments Arr. on it. Bobby Fish comments on it. I've seen better heads sticking out of zippers. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up. That's interesting coming from him. Because you know what's funny is that he he's a punk hater. He had a match with Punk. Punk actually wanted to have a match with him on Rampage or Dynamite, one of them. And they did, but he was he was like pro or or anti punk. Like he was like, I'll fucking beat his ass. Like in an MMA MMA well, fight. Bobby like Fish he, is a he, legit badass, so I would Right, but he like that. he went on record saying all this shit. The fact that he said this about those four guys, I was like, Oh, okay. Could've, it could have just been But shooting, it is funny. Or, can uh, I can I tell you I I absolutely hate how Kenny Omega looks when he comes out and in these pictures where he's trying to make his shoulders almost match his ear length and is it's probably exactly what he's talking about the heads you got four heads you guys are all looking like you're jacked up and you're all not like you're just you're all a bunch of cruiserweights Omega's you know decent size Okay, from he de- packs up. He definitely does try to look like a video game character from, like, fucking Tekken or Street Fighter. And stiff as fuck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> you know? Weirdly enough, that sound made sense. All right, and now let's talk. I don't even give a fuck who wins that match, by the way. Just throwing that out don't there. Don't care. It'll be the Elite. It'll be the Elite. Probably. It won't happen, but goddamn, that would be beautiful. Just let Punk show up there. You yeah. want to make me cream the jeans? That's the one. But let's talk about the world title match. I don't think MJF is probably being dethroned right now. I would agree. Or you would agree? I would agree, but then again, it is AEW, so God only knows what the fuck they're going to do. They'll probably put it on Jungle Boy. <laughs> what did you call him last week? I thought we had a new name. I can't remember it. Jungle Jackoff? No, oh, that's it. Oh, good. JJ. Double J. Jungle Jackoff. I don't think he's winning it. No. Now, I don't necessarily see Sammy winning it, but if you did, I would actually be like, okay. All right. Let's see where this goes. I'm all right with it because he's a cocky prick. He won it in a four-way. You transferred from one heel to the other, which could keep MJF strong and a transitional champion, maybe. Just saying, I don't see Darby winning it. I'd like to see him, but I, I, there's the, I hate to use the two early words because it's been three years. I don't, I think if he won, it would be kind of underwhelming. It would come out of nowhere. It's going to be underwhelming because it's a fucking four way. Right. Anybody who, so that's why MJF retains. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is he's got a 25% chance of winning, you know, because he doesn't even have to be involved in the pinfall, you know. That's the same shit they say in every one of these multi-matches. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going to happen. But I think, yeah, you're right. MJF wins. Yeah. Let's hope so. Do we get a closer? Anything like someone showing up? A return or a show up? Uh, man, I wonder if Mercedes was supposed to show up. <laughs> um, No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, no. I think just a clean show. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what Double or Nothing was last year, and Punk won the championship there. They went off the air. No one showed up. Remember, that was right when, uh, if you remember, for Double or Nothing, MJF was threatening not to show up to the pay-per-view. Right. He no-showed the... Uh, Meet and greet or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say Comic-Con, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then took 47 power bombs, and then went on TV the next night or on Dynamite and said, fire me, you fucking Mark. So maybe something big could come out of this. Don't forget, we got Forbidden Door coming up at the end of June. Right. Yeah. In the beginning of June, we do have Dominion and Moxley and Yuta mm-hmm. with a question mark are set to take on those trios championships. We'll find out who that's going to be. Uh, you know who won't be there? Mercedes, Mer- uh, not Martinez, uh, M- M- Monet. The Monet. The Monet won't be there. All right, <laughs> fuck it. Let's go to the table. Just bring it, bitch. Oh, my God. Look it. Sometimes we all know the show can go a touch off of the rails. A little bit. And... and that being said, you have to be able to be ready for card subject to change. And for us, that's kind of how we are going to start pushing the show a little more forward. Not in a, We're not breaking down everything that we do. Man, I love our Movie of the Week segment. I love bringing it to the table. One of the biggest things I don't want to start shoehorning in is top topics. Now, we've been doing this show for over three years now. The last thing we want to do is start throwing in a top topic and half-assing our way through it. We got to feel it. We want to talk about it. When things come up on the rise, we will do it. I'm not going to say, hey, you know, we're going to do the top 50 this or the top 180 of this because I know ODM likes my really long lists. (laughs) But I'm going to say that moving forward, the top topics are going to be more, ready for this, topical, much like today. So, Moving forward, things will change up a little bit. Nothing. I'm <laughs> getting no respect around here. All right. What do you got this week, man? What are we doing? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, so uh, I was watching the... Not 80- a wrestling league. <laughs> son. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Been there. Done it. Killed it. Done. <clears throat> Any biography on Ultimate Warrior is one of those things. I was just like, eh, I guess I'll watch this. And man... We've talked about it before. This edible's kicking in. We're going to talk Sounds about Sounds like yeah. a good time to watch <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. That's why I watched it. Um, you know, WWE's revisionist history is just becoming more and more exposed the more we watch the wars. Um, you know, and some other things mm-hmm. too. But we, we've definitely come to the conclusion a long time ago that they're just, you know, it's an art form to them, right? So on the Warrior <laughs> one, you know, I was thinking about this. And it's just one of those things like... <clears throat> you know, a warrior, you know, like fuck warrior. We say that a lot for multiple reasons, right? But man, fuck WWE too, because even though Jim Hellwood seemed like he was kind of a fucking weirdo and a scumbag, WWE was kind of a scumbag too. All right. So let's just kind of go through the high points here. Warrior's done with wrestling. He's passed through WCW. He's got nothing left to give. Nobody wants anything to do with him. He starts doing college speaking tours. And we know what happens there. We know what happens there. Again, exposing the scumbaggery. WWE says, well, fuck that dude. Let's make money off of him. And the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior comes out. Easily one of my favorite DVDs of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's fantastic. Just listening to everybody try to do Ultimate Warrior going, Hulk Hogan. (laughs) And everybody. Please move on. 
everybody shit on him in that. Mm-hmm. Everybody shit on him. And then one day, hey, buddy, want to go into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> what kind of shit is that? We we sold hey, out. Of, do me a favor. <laughs> when you come out at, uh, the night after WrestleMania 30, fuck painting your face. Put on a cardboard cutout thing. Put it over your face. Don't line it up properly. Make it look like you can't see your eyes. It's only on your eyebrows. And give your upcoming eulogy. Thanks. Just so fucked up. Poor Jim. Wow. Yeah. And I, I mean, look at. I get it. But then again, the dude did kind of hold up WWE for ransom. I'm not going out yeah. for your main event of SummerSlam <laughs> 91 until you pay me this. <laughs> the best part is he comes running through chasing Slaughter into the back with a chair, gets the gorilla. Here he is all fucking painted up holding a chair. Uh, Vince needs to speak to you in his office. <laughs> even, the chair wasn't even out of his hands. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know why that made me Vince, so much. It's kind of pimp. It's kind of pimp of Vince. And as soon as the match is over, send that hoe to my office. <laughs> Put me in. Whoop that trick. Whoop. Dude, let me ask you this question. Did you know on this day in history, speaking of that SummerSlam 91, great commentary team. But did you know on this day in history, Gorilla Monsoon turned to Bobby the Brain and Heenan and said, Will you stop it? <laughs> I've heard. Oh, well, hey, man. Heenan's a part of the wars. Gorilla, I think he's... Is he even in charge of anything anymore? No, not really. No, that's when Slaughter took over. Uh, yeah, Monsoon's health is going downhill. He'll make his last appearance at a WrestleMania, I believe. 15. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Well, hey, man. All I have to say about this week is we got a drunken dwarf and a crackhead. Let's go. Monday Night Wars! Oh, you'll take it. Yeah, you do. Officers, he just told the world, step back, jackass. Whoa. Don't touch me. He just told the world that he assaulted... Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's exactly what you said. So, since I was assaulted, I want you to do your job and arrest that piece of trash right now. What's he talking about? Arrest the owner of the WWF? It's a figure of speech. Great, but people 
are using my name on the online now and they screwed up two of my best friends lives very good okay thank you hank man you are candid as always but i don't want to ignore my friend who you people have labeled crackhead bob his whole life revolved around where he was going to get his next fix and how much it was going to cost him. Well, let me be the one to tell you, it cost him brain cells, and it cost him self-respect. Well, that silly son of a bitch right there just said that he assaulted me. <laughs> I think he should be arrested. <laughs> I remember this. This was a good one. I remember watching this one live, and, you know, you learn that the arrests are bullshit, obviously, pretty quick. Good retaliation for what's happened recently, and it was uh, a good turn of events. This is McMahon and Austin legitimately just at its best, and, and it's only beginning. This is the early stages of them, but as you also hear within our sounds, uh, Tyrus, or Cyrus, whatever the fuck his name is, Don Callis, bringing in... Hank the Drunken Dwarf and Crackhead Bob. And we got a new member of the Wolfpack. All in all, kind of a fun night and Monday for uh, uh, the, let's see, almost summer. Well, it's the springtime, obviously. Memorial Day weekend. Almost summer. It is. So what do we got going on for the wars? Hit it off. Pretty good week in the wars, man. Uh, For Raw, we got our go-home show for Over the Edge. Starts with Vince, the Stooges, and uh, some policemen, police in air quotes, uh, to the ring. Uh, Vince is just putting over the Stooges for wrestling Austin last week, and it's great because Vince goes to shake Pat Patterson's hand and says, congratulations. Briscoe's just fucking pacing around in the ring, so Vince turns to him, and Briscoe has his back turned. He's like, congratulations. Hey, pal, I'm talking to you. Thank you, Mr. McMahon. McMahon. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um Vince puts himself over for being dressed as a fan and hitting Austin with the chair. Glass breaks. Massive pop. Uh, Austin tells him. Um, I got to say, Pat Patterson broke at one point. He McMahon was talking about himself and just putting himself over. And Patterson put his head down and kind of covered his mouth. and started. I thought it was kind of funny because, you know. I look for that kind of stuff now. Well, because it was like a Jay Uso break, right? But you got to figure he knows Vince super well, probably better almost than anybody at that point. And to see him acting like this, it's like a rib. Well, not to as much him. As the Ring Boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's Too a soon? good trick. That's a good trick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so the glass breaks, Austin comes out. <laughs> and Vince like you like you said he goes, "Hey, you know what? Uh you just admitted that you were a fan and you came out and you assaulted me. Like uh I think you should be arrested." So they just fucking arrest him. He starts t- spazzing out. And then Austin goes, "Uh hey, you know, the, the Stooges, these guys are trying to stop you guys. That seems like obstruction of justice." So they fucking arrest them. Austin pulls out a beer, kicks uh Vince in the gut, pours the beer all over Vince and the cops take him away. You nailed it with what you said. Like, this is like the top of Austin and McMahon. This is their biggest segment to date because as soon mm-hmm. as that they booed the shit out of Vince, chanted for Austin, Austin came out, they popped. Vince getting arrested was, it drew a pot. Dude, this was massive. This was huge. This is like the biggest thing they've done so far. 
And I got to say, most signs in the arena yet. Oh, God. To me, you could barely see people when the, yep. the, the show kicked off. And it's funny because he said obstruction of justice. Fucking Briscoe pushed an officer. Yeah. I'm like, I thought, that's actually assaulting a police officer. What I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I wonder if they were treading on the wording they wanted to use. And he's like, that's obstruction of justice. Like, like, and I mean for real. Like, what do we want to use? What? How far do we want to go down this rabbit hole? Right. You know. But either way, good, great segment. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! Now, next you get DOA uh, versus LOD. If you remember last week, LOD said they uh, they wanted a six man tag, so no more uh, switcheroo shenanigans could occur. So uh, they come out, and Hawk calls out, and it was it was so fucking underwhelming. Hawk's like, and from Chicago, Illinois, puke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And JR, of course, has to put it over. He's like, that's Darren Drozdov. Uh, and he explains the puke nickname. He's gonna, he's gonna puke. Well, and he goes, he, he once puked on a Monday night football game. I'm like, once? I mean, like, maybe he had the overeating egg issue, like in the replacements. Uh, yeah, maybe. Hey, Falco, I'm not feeling too good. What happens if you don't feel good? Should we raise our hand? Anyway, I... The funny thing to me is that when he tries to do it for McMahon in Beyond the Mat, he can barely do it. Yep. I got to be honest. I've never seen the guy actually regurgitate really on much and have like have, like have much come out of him that like really. Um, but I got to be honest with you, not much of a trick to me. I could do that to myself too. If I go like a couple of times, I could probably make myself fucking puke too. Well, it's like you on a Saturday night. <laughs> I understand what that looked like on this. I could go. Oh, all right. I feel like I bet that's gonna make that's gonna make that's gonna make you puke. Getting flashbacks to your days at in fucking Richland at the bar. I'm still here. I am still. Oh, though that place. Oh, the bar. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh, God. Anyway, what else yeah. happened after all? I don't even remember. Are we even talking wars? <laughs> Puke got the win. Uh, we keep going backstage uh, to Austin and, and Vince and the Stooges. Uh, Austin opens up the, the car door of the uh, police car uh, to get them in there. It's funny. We get a quick shot of the crowd. You see Al Snow in like a bandana, <clears throat> carrying a head with a bandana and a hat commentary doesn't even say anything. It just goes right into Owen Hart versus Dan Severin. This, uh, this was pretty cool. Uh, the beginning, like we focused so much on storylines and the promos and all that. This started off great chain wrestling. This was just mm -hmm. chain wrestling. Hold reversal, hold reversal, hold fucking good shit. Just good. Both shit. of them. It, for oh, them, yeah. it's like, this was the easiest night for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and before the match, they show us that Ken Shamrock has been injured in the ankle, and a lot of it has to do with uh, what happened with Owen Hart a couple mm -hmm. of weeks back when they did the chair thing. Why I'm bringing that up is it just dawned on me we're about to enter soon the Owen Hart-Ken Shamrock feud, and I forgot how good this is about to be. So it occurred to me once they showed that little clip. Sweet. Yeah, there's a, we got a lot of good shit. There's going to be some bad shit coming too, but a lot of bad shit. We'll get there when we get there. 
Like, you know, too cool. It won't. Oh, boy. Yeah. Shit. Well, including some shit that happened tonight. So let's get there. Uh, First of all, uh, Jim Roscoe's, he's talking about uh, Severin's UFC, you know, background. He says, well, uh, you know, chokes are allowed in UFC, but not here in WWF. Uh, Sleeper hold? (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Owen Dick kicks Severin, but he doesn't keep the advantage long. Severin gets the armbar on, but the nation interferes. Henry hits a couple splashes. Owen tries to pilmanize him like he did to Shamrock, but the officials stop him. Uh, Slaughter's able to get the nation to back out. Uh, we go back again. Vince and Stooges are now in the cop car. And we get our next edge vignette. It's almost here. They are making him look like he's about to be the next world champ. I just got to say, the way these vignettes are, he's opening like car doors and screaming in people's faces yeah. <laughs> and looking like a maniac. It's a really cool vignette. And I'm like, like he's just, it was well done. Yep. Like they just almost knew this guy. Well, yeah, we're going to push him one day. Exactly. Yeah. They actually put the effort into this one, right? It wasn't like, you know, a Val Venus vignette. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even that. Or more like, like... Someone that just pops up out of nowhere, and I mean, it's gonna take me too long to think of someone by the time I, you know, figure a name out. But like, it's they're putting a lot of effort with these vignettes. They don't do them enough, so maybe they just knew in advance. But I've also seen a lot of vignettes for guys like Brackus that never went anywhere. Emelina, let's talk about the year and a half worth of uh, uh, Glacier. You know, I know it wasn't WWE, but you know, payoffs aren't always as great, but Edge, well worth it. They made him look great in these in these uh, videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so next, the Jackal comes mm-hmm. out with Crackhead Bob and Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf from the Howard Stern Show. And the Jackal goes... Did you listen to this show? I never listened to Stern, no. I only listened if I, someone I, was on in advance that I heard about, sure. like Steve Austin, shit right. like that. Um, wasn't really familiar with, I mean, I love the movie Private Parts. It made me realize if you throw a subwoofer on the ground. and So anyway, these two guys, it's like the, all right, either they shot the, no, you can't with how things were live. The sensor was dead on, knowing that Crackhead Bob, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Hank Hank was going to swear as much as he did. Mm -hmm. Dropped two F-bombs within the first sentence. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The whole thing was cringy as fuck. This was where I was like, and this is where it was F the Attitude Era. I, I, oh my God, why have we not been doing a tally this whole time? (laughs) But what was worse about this was after whatever match happened, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't care. Because when the match was close to over, Hank is talking, wearing a headset, and his hand is shaking like he has straight up Parkinson's disease. And this is no joke on how I'm saying this. And Jim goes, oh, well, yeah, all right, we'll go have another beer there, Hank. And I don't give a fuck. This is not even like, I said this to you off air. It was like they were holding a beer on the other side of the curtain. Like, ah, if you finish this line, right, you're going to get paid. This is your pay. This is really bad, cringy, uncomfortable. I didn't like it. 
Yeah, can't say I was a fan, and I wasn't a fan of what but happened. Now I remember. Now I remember. Oh, go ahead. I think I know what you're going to go with. Yeah, I didn't Oddities. realize this is uh, where it started. Uh, I know we've talked about uh, Jackal or Don Callis being involved with this, but yeah, he goes, yeah, these guys, they call them human oddities, and I just said, dear God, no. Well, yeah, it was. Yep. You get Luna, you get Golga, you get the tall guy who he never names. He just says it's the tallest man in the world. That was the funniest part. He goes, and this man is the tallest. Tallest man in the world is the funniest shit because this guy is easily probably just dead on to big show size or the giant, right? Right. And even those guys are like midgets compared to the tallest man in the world at this point. Anyway, mm-hmm. it, not really, but you, you, go, you know where I'm going with this. He is the tallest man in the world. And we as a group are, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, well, what's his name? <laughs> Bad. Do you know how many times Bad I rebounded? <laughs> so did I. Just to see. Maybe I missed it. <laughs> Maybe the chicken nuggets were cutting too deep into the brain right now. Nope. Whew. Yeah. And so, uh, not, but yeah, you got Luna, Golga, and it's going to be Giant Silva. I believe that's his name is Giant Silva, or that's what it becomes. And if you don't remember, Golga, it's John Tenta. That's Earthquake. <laughs> That's all I could think of. When I see him in the mask, all I could think of is, I'm a man, and I have a name. That's John Tenta. I'm not a shark. I'm not a fish. I'm not a lobster. I'm not a shrimp. I'm not an oyster. What's crazy, though, is that this dude... I didn't know that he was Golga until like years later. Not oh, years, here. years, but maybe like yeah, maybe two thousand two. Maybe someone I I found out somehow, right? And now I am watching this dude as just straight earthquake, and I was like, yeah, I saw you do that move in nineteen ninety. Yeah, no, no, I saw you do that in 95 on uh, Nitro. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it's it was just once you know it's him, it kind of kills the mystique of who it was most people didn't know who he was sure and this is before he starts wearing the cartman shirt yeah and the hat and let's not forget three little letters that are gonna piss you off very very soon i c p oh god that's right oh those people all love those oddities I'm going to fucking spray orange Fanta all over my fucking laptop when I watch it. Anyway. I have no idea what that reference means, but let's it's, get on with it's, this. It's a, yeah, okay. Uh, that's probably a good idea. Yep. Next we get Jeff Jarrett versus Vader. Guess who interferes? Kane. It's a DQ. So. Yes. 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 Seven days from now. I will be revealing to you one of my favorite post-match promos of all time. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> yep, can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. It's not going to be as good as his uh, interview from uh, Saudi Arabia, but, you know, still. Somehow that just came up on my uh, YouTube yeah. channel. I, I just rewatched like that. Of it happening. No, it wouldn't have been. Yeah, I think it was and the anniversary fun- of it happening. It might have been. And it's funny because he calls Taker his astute colleague. You know, my astute colleague here is a little more diplomatic than I am, but let me tell you something. <laughs> and just, it's just fucking fake. Ah, <laughs> uh, love Leon. Oh, Leon. Yep. 
Uh, yeah. So we go backstage. I think you kind of made the Saudi, uh, the Saudi place made poor Leon cry. Oh, they probably did a lot more than that. Probably those scars you couldn't see. Uh, <laughs> we go backstage. Vincent and the Stooges are getting taken out of the cop car. <laughs> you had kind of referenced this. Apparently, that's the thing now. You get arrested, and you, as long as you apologize, you, you just get let free. So Vince uh, begrudgingly apologizes. First, he says to the ex-WWF champ, Austin, I don't like the, son- I don't like the sound of your voice, son. So he does it. <laughs> and Austin goes... All right, officer. All right. He taps Vince on the head. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. <laughs> Pretty good. And you hear the crowd pop, like laughing oh, at yeah. it. Like, the, I like when they do, like, when they hit the right kind of comedy. You don't have to go overboard, but that right there, that's enough. That's all you need. You don't have to go no, the overboard, yeah. like, uh, what you call spelling it out. Definitely spelling it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fucking, it was great. It was, uh, like you said, subtle, just little, it was just a passing moment and it fucking made you pop. So more of that, please. The feud is on the way or, or the not way. even on the way. The feud is here. It's just more is on the way is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that takes us to the war zone. Vince and the Stooges go back to the ring, tells Austin, I hope you had some fun tonight. Uh, he said there's not, and then Vince kind of changes gears and he goes, you know, there is not one WWF superstar that intimidates me or no one that's going to stop me from what I'm going to do to you at the pay-per-view. And tonight, you're going to fight against The Undertaker. All while, this dude is still soaked in the beer mm-hmm. that, he was, that was poured on him. But what's funny is that when Austin poured it on him, Vince was hunched forward. Yep. Like he was ready to tie his shoe. So it was mostly on his back. But his hair is pretty wet. In this segment, well, yeah, he could definitely you know. he definitely got him on the head a little bit, yeah. He got him. Fair enough. Nitpicky. Yeah. So we got Austin and Taker tonight. There you go. Or do we? Operation. So they have a uh, DX has jumped the shark now with this fucking invading WCW thing. Uh, they're at a clandestine location, a- aka an airport. Uh, only one man can do the job, and it's going to be Triple H. Uh, so there's some funny parts. A ten hut. China hits both X Pac and Billy Gunn in the nuts, and Road Dog is left laughing. But because he's wearing the championship, the tag team championship, it looks like X Pac slaps him hard, in in and gives him a punch to the dick. But he really just hits like the championship belt only, and then he hunches over. I don't know why, man. To me, I was like. <laughs> Punching the peepee, dick really jokes. Like <laughs> well, one part I liked is that is that Triple H is shaking everybody's hands, and he goes to shake uh, Xbox hands, and Xbox goes, "Brothers don't shake, brothers gotta hug." Yup. Oh, great reference. Great, great movie. movie. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, Al Snow goes to commentary. He's pissed off. Shaking Lawler wants to talk to Vince. Gets taken away by security. I know, right? Next you get. I, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks. Way to roll with it. I appreciate that. Taka Michinoku versus Togo of Kai and Tai. Uh, Taka gets the win. He goes after Yamaguchi afterwards, but Kai and Tai jumps Taka. There you go. We go back to that uh, airport airstrip that DX was at, and they see a plane taking off, and uh, 
rest of DX is like, well, what do we do now? He, how are we going to look for him? He's up there and we're down here. I guess we got to charter a plane. Okay, fine. Next, we get Marrow with Sable versus Farouk. Marrow's holding the contract, you know, saying that Sonny is his property. Uh, Sable gets on the apron during the match, runs down Marrow. It gives Farouk a chance to hit the lariat for the win. Marrow gets on the mic, tells Sable, find any superstar that can beat me without your help, and I'll end the contract. However, when I win, Marrow wins. You're going to leave WWF forever. And Sable accepts and leaves. I don't remember who it is. I do. And um, even better. Is it Brock? It's contract. I mean, aren't they married? <laughs> no. no, that'd be uh, funny if it was this Brock. Is, That's this is, they might have been divorced by now. Or maybe not. They might have still been married. <laughs> what I'm trying point. to say is I'm like, are these divorce papers what we're really holding up in the air? It's not a contract. But I'll sign these right here if you beat my ass. No, it's, yeah, I remember who it is. You're going to be uh, mildly disappointed. Yeah, probably. That's fine. I'm used to it. I'm a wrestling fan. <clears throat> Next, we get that Pat. <laughs> Always. <laughs> because wrestling. Uh, we get that Pat Patterson hype package again that Vince narrates. Uh, and then we get stock footage of a Jet Fighters cockpit, Triple H's, on, on the uh, headset, uh, makes a bunch of dick jokes, and they do skywriting naughty messages to WCW above their headquarters. And I say that in air quotes. It's obviously just all fucking CGI stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it looked like uh, Top Gun. Just the cockpit face spot right yep. there where, you know, it's... it's they did it in probably one of their bathtubs. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right to me. So that leads us to our uh, Rock Triple H match. Rock cuts a promo. He goes, everybody wants to know how The Rock feels about that new wonder drug Viagra. Topical. I have no need for it, so I can't comment Topical. on it. Topical. <laughs> that new wonder drug Viagra. Shit, that's 25 years old. Yeah. Let me give you a standing applause. I was going to say, might need oh, a prescription oh. <laughs> if we're that old. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. I got to hang up with you it? and make a phone call. <laughs> Hold on. I got to call my physician right quick. All right. No? Speaking okay. of dicks. Okay. We okay. <laughs> <laughs> got a promo on Farouk, then Triple H. China and Henry face off during the match, uh, which <laughs> we know where that's going. Ref gets distracted. China hits Rock with the title, uh, but the Rock kicks out. Ref gets distracted again. Henry goes after Triple H on the floor. China hits Henry with a chair. It's a double count out. Fruit comes out and pile drives Rock on the ramp. We have not one, but we have two feuds kicking off in one segment. There you go. You have the future sexual chocolate, Mark Henry, and China. Which is now going to show her very first feminine side of things. And I don't mean that like in any jokingly way. Right now she's sure. just been beating everybody's fucking ass. Mm-hmm. But then also, we are going to have one of the biggest, greatest feuds of all time. Everybody always says Austin and Rock is one of the best feuds. To me, Triple H and, and Rock was a much better feud. They they had Agreed. the big WrestleMania matches for sure. But mm. these two guys, eight pay-per-views maybe. And, yeah, I get it. Maybe that's too many or whatever it is. But the different types of match, I mean, they're going to have 
two out of three falls. They're going to have cage matches, Iron Man matches. They're going to have all different sorts of shit. Watching them two together in this night right here, I was excited. Here we go. Let's kick it off. Absolutely. Damn right. I agree with you, too, by the way. Uh, Taker versus Austin is your main event. Vince comes out. He's the ref. Uh, Taker comes out, and he just stares down Vince and then choke slams him. Goes to pick him up for a tombstone, but Kane runs in. Vince is able to wiggle out of the tombstone. Um, they fight off through the crowd. The glass breaks. Austin comes to the ring. Uh, he stuns the Stooges, and he wraps Vince's arms on the rope. Sets up to do a headshot, but Dude Love runs in, and they did the chair-on-chair chair spot where uh, Dude Love has a chair, and it's right in front of his face, and Austin hits that chair with the other chair, and that smashes in his face. I always kind of like that spot. Yeah. That's one of the first ones that we've seen. I think, actually, if not the first that we've seen at this point. I think we see it later on down the road. Yeah, I think they've done a couple so far that were similar, but not the full-on like that one. I mean, that's McFoley. You know he's going to take a fucking That's my out. point. <laughs> not the impact of this right here. Excellent spot. It was a good segment. Um, yep. And, yeah, man, we're heading to Over the Edge, 1998. You know, I, I got to throw one thing out there. <clears throat> Next week... The Raw that we're going to be talking about Mm. is the one that accidentally I had to watch after the last pay-per-view. Remember when all that happened? Yeah. So things were a little fuzzy for me. But when you see the kickoff of this, you're going to be excited, friend. (laughs) All right. Like I said, I know there's good shit. If there's anything bad, I'm blaming you. But let's head to Nitro. We get a recap of Giant Jumping Sting last week. Uh, they show Giant on Thunder. He cuts a promo on Luger and Sting. Says he apologized to Sting. They're still tag champs. He's still NWO all the way. Luger says it's an unadulterated lie. I'm amazed he got that out. Says he wants to face Giant on the main event of Thunder. Uh, Giant wants Luger to join NWO. Luger just spits in his face. Giant choke slams Luger and he drapes the NWO shirt across his face. And Stang shows up. So we're going to get Giant and Stang versus Luger and Sting tonight. Say that ten times in a row. Nope. Please don't. I've probably said it more than ten times in the run of this entire fucking podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Sting, and by the way, sting, sting, everything sting. that you just said was all recap. They gave us like four minutes of recap. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Raven comes to the ring with the riot police. He calls the flock into the ring, and he uh, cuts a promo on Mortis, and then one on Saturn saying, hey, you know, I used to drive you to school when you were too poor to afford a ride to school. You know, we've been friends forever. I'll fire the entire flock as long as you come back. He fires everybody. Lodi goes up to him and goes, wait, wait, you're firing us? He hits the even flow on Lodi. Uh, he tells Saturn to come back, but he doesn't. And we get a quick the glacier. Flock the flock did not flock this time. No, they flocked to the back. Uh, we get a glacier VTR. It's just a promo on Saturn. Next, uh, we see Shivani on Thunder. He calls out Booker T, who's the number one contender for the TV title. But Benoit comes out instead. Booker follows. Booker says, I respect you, but now it's my turn. Let me have my interview time. Benoit attacks Booker, and then Stevie Ray returns. Uh, you know, tells Booker to get up. He goes, you've got to fight this guy. You can't lay down for a punk like that. We're from 110th Street. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> Go back to your Hogan promo. Come on, bring it back. <laughs> 
Uh, next, you get Mike Enos. I always love when Mike Enos comes out because I'm like, what's going to happen? <laughs> Same here. I'm like, and there's going to be an interference in this upcoming match. And he's about to take on Fit Finley. So I can only imagine it's one of the upcoming combatants that we were just talking about in the previous segment. And it is. It's Fit Finley uh, for the TV title. Commentary mentions that Booker, they got an announcement. Uh, this this whole match was basically to set up the Booker-Benoit feud. Uh, commentary mentions uh, Booker and Benoit are going to have a best-of-seven series. Winner will be number one contender for the TV title. First match is going to be tonight. The second will be on Thunder. The third will be on Saturday night. Do you think Mike Eno shows up and he's like, so who's debuting tonight? And they're like, no, 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 no. Actually, tonight... We need to be able to talk about a story about upcoming matches, seven <laughs> matches, as a matter of fact. So we're going to actually have you just wrestle fit, but it doesn't fucking matter. Not even for the championship. Matter of fact, it's actually about two other fucking guys. That's it. <laughs> Go five minutes. The match is going to finish. It'll finish. Okay. All right. I'm in tonight. All right. <laughs> I mean, there's worse gigs in the world, I guess, right? Poor Mike. Uh, we see. We see, uh, yeah, right. We should get some Mikey Nose T-shirts. <laughs> Does he have one? We can make them. <laughs> Besides the Beverly Brothers. Hey, you know my sister. I'm just gonna get a it. shirt that just in like the most common, like Times New Roman text. Mikey Nose, <laughs> <laughs> like the Tad Nugent shirt from uh, that '70s show. Uh, my sister-in-law actually uh, does T-shirts. She does t-shirts she makes t-shirts uh we can fucking get some uh anything we want just gotta come make them up <laughs> mock yeah yeah <laughs> never mind yeah <laughs> we see macho on thunder he uh he's gonna have piper be his tag partner against hogan and hart more to come on that uh, we go back to Nitro. We get Gene on the ramp, and my the best. He's just talking about the hotline, but the best part is Gene's in the middle of his spiel, and all of a sudden an air horn goes off for like five seconds, and Gene just stops and he looks over and he smiles. <laughs> I love Mean Gene. He's so great. Oh my he, god. He doesn't care. That's why he just doesn't care. Just rolls he knows with he's it. Unless, paid the same unless a sign falls. Happens. If a sign falls, he tends to get a little testy. But fuck it all. <laughs> uh, next, we get Glacier versus Saturn. Uh, Raven comes to ringside, but he gets jumped by Hammer. Uh, Glacier ends up hitting the cryonic kick on Hammer. Saturn hits the DVD to get the win. Raven hits the even flow on Hammer on the floor, and Saturn will not talk to Raven. He just walks by. There's your lot. Next, you get Giant. Uh, Brian Adams and Vincent to the ring. Giant's calling out Nash. Calls him a yellow-bellied coward who wants a match. Uh, Nash comes out. He says, I'd love to take care of Hug- Hogan's fluff boys. Nash takes out Adams and Vincent, but not for long. That sex tape doesn't come out for another <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. Move on. Yeah, no, that was good. That was good. Uh, yeah, Nash takes Adams and Vincent out, but not for long. Conan and Luger run to the ring, followed by Hennig and Macho. You get a big pop for Luger. He's standing on the other side of the ring from the rest of the Wolf Pack. Nash tosses him a shirt. Fucking Lex looks to the crowd. Everybody fucking pops again, and he fucking puts on the shirt. Lex Luger is now with the Wolf Pack. The most I don't understand why this guy is in this group guy. 
I don't understand. I'm like, of all the people that joins Wolfpack, I, I'm like, okay, I get it. To take down Hogan and NWO yes. and all that shit. Yes. I get it. I get it. Eh. Still, I like Sting way more than him. Maybe that's why. I, I think that Luger's just dull. However, here's how dull he is. When he puts the shirt on, go back and watch it. He stares his fingers to make sure he's going to get the Wolfpack symbol right before he made an <laughs> attempt it with everybody. He literally stares the fingers. Yeah. Like, I saw him, I, I saw him do it later where he kind of just goes like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> he kind of just like... <laughs> like a little mini asshole is what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like somebody we know's lips. <laughs> <laughs> He's retired. He can't use that anymore. <laughs> We're going to go to hour two. Yeah, Chris Jericho versus Just Danny. go to hour three. Go to hour three. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Jer- Jericho comes out with a sign that says conspiracy victim. It's a squash. It's great because Jericho has the list with him. Like the list of Jericho mm-hmm. started May 25th, 1998, apparently. Uh, he, he calls, he wants JJ Dillon in the ring and he just runs him down the entire time. And then when he sees him, he goes, Oh, is this thing working? Oh, no, this thing doesn't work at all. Hey, JJ, you look great. I love the suit. Just kisses his ass. And he says, Hey, I've got a list right here. These are the 15 participants in the battle Royal. I don't see Dean Malenko's name there. So how could I lose to a man that was not in the tournament? You need to reinstate me as champ. (laughs) And he goes, well, by the very nature of your match, you can't choose your opponent. So the decision stands. It was just, wow, that's the one time they used logic. One of the first times I've actually also seen someone do the conspiracy victim uh, role in wrestling. Like, this is the first time that it's probably come up, which is, and he's playing it so well. Oh, yeah. He's like a whiny baby. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's literally throwing tantrums. It's great. Uh, Next, Conan versus LaParca. Conan wins. And then uh, commentary says that they received a video from Mortis. And it's, uh, you know, basically uh, the night, what did he say? The night that you DDT'd me, Raven, on the st- on the uh, ramp, Mortis died. And the night that I attacked you, Canyon was reborn. So we are at Canyon. So who were you for, like, those last six to eight weeks? I was Mortis. <laughs> Do you <Whoa>! really? <laughs> I don't get to use them often, but that was fucking well-deserved to yourself. <laughs> oh, Gene's in the ring. Uh, he's with Piper. He asks him, how are you going to work? How are you going to be able to tag team with Macho at Great American Bash? <clears throat> and he goes, well, standing next to Savage, you never have a bad hair day. Huh? I can help you with your voice. Just need a little colon cleanser. I don't think that's how it's worked, but okay. Uh, he asks him, do you trust him? Macho and Liz come to the ring. They agree to tag, and Brett comes to the ring. Bonjourno, boys. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of liked it. <laughs> Out of you character. You start but... opening every show that way, Brett. Bonjourno, boys. Uh, and he starts talking, and Piper goes, hey, t- hey, tell him what happened, Piper. And it makes it seem like Piper's in on the whole thing. He goes, And then Brett's walking away. Oh, my mother says hi, by the way. <laughs> and he says, you know, I owe you one, Piper. Next one's on me. And Macho's pissed off, thinking that Piper's in on it. He throws a chair into the ring, and it's great because Piper catches it, unfolds it, and just puts it down and sits in it. Macho heads towards the back, and he says, all right, you know, you're lying. We need to be a tag team. At the end of pay-per-view, you still want a piece of me. You got it. And 
Piper says, Hart, Hogan, two H's. You know, hemorrhoids has two H's and they're not as annoying. Piper. <laughs> I think I start to hate Piper the more I start watching him in WCW. It, it's, it's good in doses, not every week where you're like, oh, God, he's just going to ramble on for a while. He just does really just some jokes land. 30%. Yeah, I'll go with 30%. I can get down with that. Kind of like your next sleeper match of the week of the of the night. Uh, Kidman versus Juventud Guerrero. This was a solid match. This should have opened the show. I feel like, uh, but yeah, Juve wins. Solid match. Mm-hmm. Next, you get Chavo versus Ultimo Dragon, and we've got a new persona for Chavo. Instead of him just being reluctant to be with Eddie, he's super energetic. He's super excited. He's heelish. He follows him. Eddie doesn't want him there, and Eddie goes. I'm no, I'm going to take the match. Chavo says, no, no, I got it. I know how this works. Slap me. Come on, slap me. <laughs> I know what's coming. So Chavo gets the match and he wins clean. He beats Ultimo Dragon with a tornado DDT. Eddie comes in the ring and Chavo just starts shoving him. You want to fight? You want to fight? Come on, let's go. Eddie winds up, but he holds back. Gene interviews him on the floor and Ch- Chavo's going postal. You know, Pinzer's dad is a shrink. Maybe we should get him an appointment. Ah, cool way to bring uh, Pinzer into this. Shout out to Pinzer. Give right? him a second. Yeah. yeah. And then Dylan, J.J. Dylan comes out and goes, uh, yeah, we just added a match, Great American Bash. It's going to be Chavo versus Eddie. There you go. Oh, I get it now. Hour three, Lenny Lane versus Malenko. Lenny Lane pulls up the upset of the set. No, I'm just kidding. Malenko wins. Yeah. Next, you get Johnny Attitude versus Goldberg. Johnny's mocking. Johnny does the Gilberg. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he does the Gilberg in the middle of the ring. It's hilarious. Uh, Goldberg wins 90 and 0. All right. Next, you get the first match. This dude did this in like a nine-month period. Meanwhile, Jade Cargill is 51-0 and 0 on a 500-day title streak. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. Never forget. Okay. Yep, uh, we got our first match in the best of seven between Booker T and Benoit. So matches you just watch. Benoit wins with the Crippler. There you go. Sure did. Tap out. Tap out, indeed. Main event, Stang and Giant versus Luger and Sting. Sting hits a death drop on Stang for the win. Wolfpack comes to the ring. Conan has the NWR red and black shirt. He tosses it to Nash. It ends up in Luger's hand. Uh... Sting's about to leave. He's at the ring post on the steps. Back to the apron. Back into the ring. Luger's holding it up. The entire crowd is fucking blowing the roof off. Tosses the shirt to Sting. He catches it. He looks at it. Is he going to put it on? Find out next week on Nitro. Good night, folks. (laughs) You bastards. It would have been a really cool pop right there, man, with right there on the spot, but fine. I get it. Whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. It was Stinger Stang Part Two. <laughs> Sting and Stang. Too we had a match with them, you know. Yeah, it's nice to see them together. Uh, I, I, I assume it's next week. This Sting will probably join. It's got to be soon, or uh, maybe they wait for a Great American Bash. Well, either way, next week, Vader's just going to be a very big fat piece of shit. Let's go to the top topic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... 
Yes, I did it for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something means in John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> the Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smell. Shocker. We're talking about what everybody's talking about. CM Punk <laughs> and Collision. No, not that shocker. Thank you very much, ODM. Actually, it works wonders if you do it in reverse. Yeah, Never use, mind. Um, just use the Vulcan. <laughs> you never go ass to mouth. Oh, that's clerks. Never mind. Look at CM Punk is supposedly going to be showing up to Collision. Now, from, again, what you brought up earlier, Ace Steel was quietly rehired, apparently, by AEW at one point. And then reports are being denied that he ever was at all. But Punk said, if Steel isn't with me, I'm not doing the show. That's my bodyguard. Ooh, throw up to next week. Yeah, nice. I... it's funny because I'm like, if one of the funniest things Punk could do is, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. We should do that. And then just not show up and have this motherfucker create an entire show that could be possibly around you and then be like, nah, I'm done. (laughs) I don't feel like wrestling. (laughs) But he's got enough Adderall and money to finish off the show, no problem, so it'll be fine. But what do you think? Is Punk showing up on whatever date it is at the end of June? It's 17th. tough, man. Either, either, you know, this is one of those. Things, it's at a state now where either this has to be an elaborate work, or these all the all these people involved are fucking children. Um, not to say that people don't I think have it's valid ladder, points. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, probably. It's not that some certain people don't have valid points either. They do. It's just the way the whole thing is unfolding. Uh, it almost it seems like they're trying to make it dramatic, which you know. But anyway. Um, yeah, I, so it's weird because what I heard was there was a press release that went out, like a printed release, and it was sent to certain sources, and it basically said Collision's going to start at the United Center in Chicago and CM Punk will be there. Then when, like, what was that, Warner Brothers or whoever it was made the announcement, there was no mention of Chicago and there was no mention of CM Punk. And it does seem like now they are looking at Daly's place instead, which to me says, now here's another thing too. I saw some shit online saying that for the second collision, which is going to be in Toronto, ticket sales are abysmal. They've already closed at the upper bowl because they're not moving enough tickets. So this is like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, none of it sounds good. Like, for we've gone like a fucking roller coaster on this. It was, he's never coming back. There's no fucking way. Wow, they're, well, they're talking about that. Then they're talking about it. Okay. Um, You know. And and now we're fucking here again, where it's like, is he even gonna show up? You know what I mean? If 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 it was certain that Punk is coming back, you don't do the fucking work angle where, oh, it's not gonna be in Chicago, it's gonna be in Del- Daly's place. No, you're fucking selling tickets to the Delta Center. That's what you're gonna do. If Punk is planned to be there, if he's not, like, really, what's gonna happen? Because here's because here's my here's the crux of where my thinking is. Okay. Another report that came out is that Danielson's going to be booking for Collision. 
Really? Okay? Now, let's just say perfect world. All this blows over. Punk comes back. No hard feelings. He's going to be on that show. He's going to be the headliner, and he's going to put in the fucking work. Let's just say that it happens. Based on the roster that we saw from the poster, minus Orange Cassidy, with that group of talent, including CM Punk, with Danielson booking, if it happens and it works, could that be the resurrection of AEW? I don't know if it's still on a Saturday. I got to be honest. I don't know because it's a Saturday night show. That's Ooh, the problem. But you also to have to it. think. You also have to think about the fact that this isn't the '80s. It's not the '90s. It's not the early 2000s. You got DVR. It's, DVR streaming. You can fucking watch it from sure, anywhere. Sure. No, anytime. I got time. So I'm saying you have I don't to watch know. it live. Yeah, sure. If you want to watch it live, it's going to be more of an event because you're likely a either you're a sad adult that actually has something to do or, or, or you're a child. That boy. <laughs> I was too busy eating some cheesecake. Seven, and I mean, but cake. here's the thing, man, to me is like, I, I have heard that it's CM Punk and Samoa Joe, that that could be a oh, yeah. feud that could happen when they, if he comes back. Look, you do that and have done right, and especially if Danielson is the booker, dude, okay, we're good. You can make this just as you said it. Not a resurrection, but a decent head in the right direction. Right. Just because, I mean, what is it? It's because you put a cat in the oven doesn't make it a biscuit. Yeah. This is kind of the same sense to me. You know, like, I've seen some really awesome moments Let's not forget the end of All Out 2021, right? What CM Punk dubbed as could be as cool as the Bash at the Beach 96, which Eric Bischoff hates. But he was on to the right thing. It could have been just as big, right? Because it was a turning point as no one was really a competitor to WWE at that time. With this... I think it's just I, I you could have a great first night. That's fine. And you can have two good nights. Sunshine's and a dog's ass every day if he goes outside to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Unless that your house stinks. But what I'm trying to say is I I need at least two months worth before I could say the AEW is ever going to be in a resurrection of the momentum that they had before. Right. I've said this before, and I will say this again. Since the brawl out, AEW has been in limbo. Everything you've done that you have done has meant shit at this moment because everybody knows that you're not talking about the problem at hand, the elephant in the room, CM Punk and the elite and all that shit. And because you're playing Mr. Kayfabe all of a sudden, people aren't caring as much about your product as much as they were before. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Just like CM Punk said. Yeah. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. All right. Or tell you lies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tony no Khan is detected. the best booker in the world. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Warlow no, looks like a manly man, not a lady at Mother's Day brunch. 
Yeah, I don't know if you saw him at brunch. You probably called the police. Probably check your purses. Uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything you just said. Uh, maybe resurrection is a strong word. How could you? Could it? Could it? Could it be a, a sobering moment where even though this show's on a Saturday, your wrestling purist, your wrestling fans are gonna say, you know what? We'd rather watch this than Dynamite. You know what I mean? Is there a potential that could happen? Have they said what time the show is at? Two in the morning. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> no, why I say that is I was like, now, if you put this at 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday, some of us who are going out doing our shit and getting back early, that's a good time. And then your wrestling marks, you don't have a life. Well, they were going to be home anyway. Exactly. Um, the only thing you don't get is your 21 to 30-ish range because they're out maybe partying or whatever every Saturday night, right? But... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like you'd have a. I think if you did eleven o'clock, almost rivaling uh, Saturday Night Live. Go back to your Saturday night's main event thing. I'm not saying this has to go. All right, so maybe ten o'clock to twelve o'clock, but you start at eight o'clock. No one's ever gonna watch that shit live on a Saturday night. Right. I won't. Even if it resembles Nitro. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We're already watching it. <laughs> WCW Nitrolision is going to be on TNT. Nitrolision, that's our new show. No, that's terrible. We're not using that. I really hope the song goes ding, 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 ding. And then all of a sudden you see Samoa or Did not you hear, or so, low likely or whoever. <laughs> yeah, so apparently they're they're like, yeah, you you had mentioned it earlier. They're, 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 oh, or some of there's gonna be some paying tribute to WCW. Bitch, you already do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'd like to refer back to when you guys said we're gonna do this on TNT. <laughs> I don't know. Like man. that wasn't I, the first one, but there was many of them. Uh like this, you know, this one thing so... I will say it, I, I okay, you have options, but I said you have to do the right roster split Mm -hmm. but you have to make it mean something i hate to say that you have to pull a wwe you have to do an official split because if not how do you know who's on each show you have to do an episode of one of your shows and make it a roster split for the night but what i would include is ring of honor and keep those bastards there because i've seen people on both shows Get this one. Stu Grayson, mm. he's being asked, do you want to be in the Dark Order or do you want to be the Righteous? With uh, Vincent Marcella and whoever else for the Righteous. Meaning, do you want to continue being in AEW or do you want to be in Ring of Honor? Right. This is, geez, it's not even like, a, they're not making it like it's a brand, right? Ring of Honor. It's not like it's our SmackDown to Raw. They're right. making Ring of Honor more like it's your NXT to Raw. I'm just Pretty using much. comparisons at the moment. Collision and Dynamite have to be your Raw and SmackDown. Right. But I need to know who's on each show. You can't just go, oh, Jericho's on this one this week. Oh, I, I guess he's on this show? Because if you don't set it in stone right now, Tony is too snorting riddle to realize who is on each show and he's going to book someone on the same show on um, both shows guaranteed. So 
I, I slightly disagree because I think he's such a mark that he loves roster splits and he's probably got one drawn up already. Now the problem is going to be what his Adderall riddled brain is going to do to that process. But I think I think he has plans to do it because I think he's that much of a mark that he's just like, I love when they do that. I love doing fantasy ones all the time. I'm going to do one for this show. I could see him doing that. I'm going to take this, the words of Conan. If you do not, no, if you don't produce punk and elite in any form off the bat, you're doing multiple things. You're showing that you took a side. Yeah. Whoever side you took, you're showing something. You are like, it's out there. If you're not going to work this and make money off this. You're setting a very big precedent to the boys in the back. You're putting a very bad setup here. If and you're saying like what his, you know, Adderall cocaine riddle mind may have. If he if the elite are not on the same show as punk right off the bat or you don't if punk doesn't come out on collision and say, fine, I'm on collision. They're on dynamite. All in, Wembley, it's out of the country, different area code, whatever, I'm, you know, doesn't count, no, but it happens with FTR. Something, something has to happen. Even if it's just Omega and Punk, something has to happen. And if you do not do it, you just set a precedent. And Tony is telling everybody, Omega and the Bucks mean more to me than this entire fucking company succeeding. Punk it's- is here to make money. And fuck... Hang now. It's Hogan Flair from WWE or WWF. In what way, though? I can't do it, brother. Because they didn't have a, a fist fight in the back. Okay, well, that's still, it's just the politicking. Yeah, I guess okay. there's a different reason. You know, vanity in okay, one case let's versus hang on. A, an assault. What about Shawn Michaels? This is an unsafe work safe environment working, yeah, yeah. with Bret Hart, there you right? Go. The hair pulling, the fighting, the shit that they went through. Yeah. Still uh, came punk- to TV, called each other out on their shit. I mean, whatever, with the sunny days and Playgirl and Carry on you, my you're way gay on. and all of it. I think Punk would be willing to do it. And that's just me personally. I think the Bucks... Oh yeah, agreed. I, I can't see it being Omega. I I feel like it's the Bucks are scared to do business. I agree. They feel I like agree. nope, this was our place ever since the beginning. You Maybe can't play here. It. Cody's gone. Yeah, yeah. No CM Punk wrestling. That's what they're gonna change it to. Oh my god, they would. <laughs> Dude, maggots. They're not gonna. <laughs> Oh, I, 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 that's fair. So let me ask you, they're not going to go to collision. We know that. No. So with the, the roster we've seen, let's get back to reality for a second here. We may see Joe and punk tied up. If punk comes back, you can't bring out powerhouse Hobbs. You can't bring out Andrade El Idolo. These are names that are actually out there. Even Miro. If I saw Punk in the ring, he comes out, crowd's going nuts. Oh, my God. And Miro comes out and destroys him. Even in that moment, 
Well, no, actually, I kind of like that, actually, as I just said that. That's, fuck, you want to put Miro over? That was the moment right there, and that just accidentally came out of my mouth. <laughs> I think Hobbs is another good one. These are guys that will learn from Punk, that will appreciate him and do good. El Idolo, uh, we loved him in NXT. He got wasted in WWE. Fuck, he got wasted in AEW. Like, what the fuck is going on? But Punk walked away as a world champion. Not once, but twice. You can't put him in a lower mid-card feud with someone. No, you don't have to. But he can still have matches with those people that would serve as a piece of another storyline. But when you first get there, you have to have an intention. What's the what's your program? You have to have a program when you're going to first walk back in. His right, first so program punk. was Darby Allen. Second program was Eddie Kingston. Third was MJF. MJF. Any matches he had in between were just matches in between. Everything yep. else were programs. He has to yep. have a program to walk in with. And if you're not going to put the elite over there, and let's just say it's not Samoa Joe, does he do a program with Jericho? Well, that's the, what the talk is. Eh? That's where he's going to start, yeah. Oh, that would punch myself in the face. I would punch myself in the face on that one. Yeah. I need that one like I needed it in 2012. Who knows, Jericho might even uh, acquiesce a little bit and be like, all right, Punk, you call most of it, you know, we'll, we'll do it your way. Hard to believe, but yeah, dude, everything's all fucked up. I don't even know anymore. Well, because the problem you have here is let's just, all right, let's go back into fantasy land for just half a moment. Elite <laughs> are on the same show. Okay. Who wins the first match? Because <sighs> now all egos, no pun intended for Ethan Page, all egos are now going to be involved. Because now, you're not just fighting for your first match. You're fighting for All In. You're fighting for Larry the fucking dog. You're fighting for everything that happened that day. Yeah. Who can really win? Or do you schmoz it? Yeah, that's a good question. Because you almost feel like if you uh, if you have Punk you know, win the first round, lose the second round, go to a game three, I guess. As opposed to I losing okay first. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could work it. You could Prob- work it. Problem is, is Punk is old, he's tired, and he works with fucking children. Well, there is that problem. And that's not even a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Jungle Jack off. I, wa- <laughs> I want to see a succession out of them. I really, really do. I-, I think it'd be great to see something happen out of the, uh, out of the new show. I think you're shooting yourself in the foot by doing it on Friday, uh, on Saturday. You want to do something yeah. big? Do it on Friday against SmackDown. It's probably the only spot least. they could get. But I, that would be the better idea, as opposed to doing it on Saturday. Look, at, I get it. In 2023, no one's watching live necessarily because of DVRs, this, that, and streaming, and yada, yada, yada. Then why are you on TV? Just yeah. throw it on demand every week, right? Yeah, yeah fair enough. Or get your own goddamn network. Like WWE, instead of jumping on to Max and everything else that's out there. Or just fucking put it on YouTube. At this point, if you're going to... Yeah, exactly. If, if ratings don't matter, put it on YouTube. Yeah. So my point is, doing it on Saturday, you made a, a bad decision already. However, you want to make it big? I will watch a Saturday night goddamn wrestling show one way or another on Saturday night. Even if it's at 1 in the morning on the Saturday night... If you put something as big as Punk and the Elite 
and FTR all in the same show because you are actually addressing the media scrum. You are going back and you are saying, fuck it, we will do it. Because your access show isn't doing it. Your TV Ugh. show, you haven't mentioned it. You just said these guys were stripped and injured and no one has championships anymore after uh, uh, All Out last year. And nothing has ever been said ever since. P- Khan keeps ducking every question. Unless you make this a work right here, right now, I have no reason to watch Collision. I don't care if Punk's on there. I'll watch it. Likely like I do Raw, SmackDown, and Dynamite now. In quick succession. Quick, fast fucking form. Just fast forward the whole time. Think you gotta do it. You gotta make the work happen. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna watch the first couple probably, and I probably won't watch them Saturday. I'll probably watch them Sunday at some point. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is going to be a very big uphill battle. It's very hard to see a light at the end of the tunnel here, but I don't know, man. Hope. I'm just holding out. Hope something happens like the, like Tony has to hire somebody to, to run the show. Tony can run the company. I swear to God, if Tony, so, if Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff walk out on collision, I'm that's it. <laughs> Show's over. Click. <laughs> Night folks. Indeed. Look, we can only speculate as we've only done so far, but that's pretty much what everybody else has been doing, even the dirt sheets. And that's why Punk is calling out uh, Meltzer, Alvarez, all these guys, saying you guys don't have the right story. Mm -hmm. And apparently, well, neither do we. We can only speculate until this opening collision, which is on Saturday, June 17th or some shit like that, I think. Uh, That's around about then. Sure. Good enough. Sure. Well, good night, folks. No. Hey, I'm the professor. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, I am bringing to the, not the table, to the show, a great movie, an 80s movie. Look, it, editing may not be what you would call fantastic. It's one of those sure. movies when you hear the audio and how things go, you're like, eh. But. Man, it's it, you and I realized together it's a classic between the both of us that we both remember from our youth. That's what I'll be talking about. And I'll give you a hint. It has uh, little Rudy from, not Rudy, but Rudy from Meatballs. There you go. Kid who is in the race. He's Rudy the Rabbit. Rudy the Rabbit. Meatballs. We like that movie. That's no, I got you. I got you. I'm asking if you like Meatballs. No, it. There's no safe answer to that question, so I just won't answer. <laughs> I wasn't gonna make it dirty. <laughs> so I was like, "So, do you like to get fisted with meatballs?" No, I was asking if you like the movie <laughs> Meatballs with Bill Murray. For fuck's sake, I, dude! I do, I do, <laughs> I do like the movie Meatballs Jeez. from 1983. I think it's there. You go. I don't know. The guessing. campfire scene at the end is one of my favorite things. Yeah, CIT song. I don't know why. But that's it. But Jesus Christ, man. Don't be so scared. All right. <laughs> Tune back in next week. This guy. Ooh, ooh, yeah, Scott Hallfingers. <laughs> we'll be here next week. You should be too. Top of wrestling. I am a professor. I bid you a farewell. He's ODM. Five words are about to come out of his la boca. Play the screaming beaver bumper. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. 
Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc, Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. Aw, the dude's going to get in his, his inhaler, and I just now I feel bad calling him Wheezy Joe. Yeah, talking shit. More hidden tricks. I just heard my name at the end. No, not necessarily. I'll, I'll even tell you. I said, I'll hear it. Man, you're, you're going to get your puffer over here, and I've been calling you Wheezy Joe a couple of times when we're <laughs> laughing and shit, and I'm like, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't do that now. That's a dick no, move. Oh, absolutely. Probably be a lot better if I stopped smoking cigarettes, but a different story yeah altogether. well that's kind of how i am with you know weed and the problem is that you know <clears throat> that ain't stopping so i'm equally as i i still have i've had asthma since i was a kid i used to have to use it before every sport mm-hmm. and i was the only one on the basketball team and i feel like because i used it i really 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 feel like this they're like ah he's gonna die out there fuck him let's not <laughs> use him as much fucking long <laughs> bias My favorite one to do, I learned this from Marty. Then why am I not surprised? <laughs> right, but from Marty, I learned this year. I'm talking like 20 years ago he told me this thing, or maybe like 15. And I even taught it to a guy in Kingsburg, California. When you got a crowd of a bunch of like those girls, you know, they want to hear their T-Swift they're this, they're that. Bide your time. Put your money in the jukebox and just put the one song in that makes a, the major difference. And they have to listen to the fucking 18-minute song or whatever it is. <laughs> into Gotti De Vita. <laughs> and because it's not like it's, I mean, it's just one song. Costs just as much as every other fucking song. It's a good call. It really is. So I taught it to a guy in Kingsburg. I was telling him about it. I don't know how we got in the conversation. Oh, because I got done with the show. People were putting on music, music in the jukebox. He goes, rather you're Metallica right now. And I was like, well, my buddy does. And rah, 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 rah. I just told him about it. And then one night after I got done playing a gig there, a couple weeks later, this Kingsburg is actually where I did the, uh, I FaceTimed you and did a show for you one-on-one at your uh I was at a show playing a real gig, but I put you up on FaceTime oh, I remember, on the side yeah. so you could see. 
And when I got done playing the gig, he put it on immediately. And he goes, next 20 minutes are for you and me, man. (laughs) (laughs) Which pissed off everybody who was there to listen to dance music after. It was awesome. That's hilarious. (laughs) All right. Well, 